It's the pointies. Yeah, it's the pointies. So many figures, so little time. A new reveal can stop me on a dime. I'm a lover of every kind. The best new figures always sneak up from behind. It's the pointies. Yeah, it's the pointies. Well, hello, welcome to the Pointies, the first ever awards figure of the year from the Three Points of Articulation podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Wills, as per usual. Uh, let's go through all the guests we have for this monumental task. Uh, first of all, Dan, uh, like most of Hollywood, he's done some very dirty things to get his hand on an Oscar. And by that, I mean he paid £40 for a Greg Girard figure. <laughs> I haven't got yet. Um, welcome everyone and if you're on your run or in the car or commuting or at home just imagine all of us in our suits because that's where what we're doing right now from the waist up well, speak for yourself you dirty bastard i sort of i misread it when you said it was a bottomless brunch i just thought we didn't have to wear any pants <laughs> <laughs> um next up we've got adam adam recently <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> here we go Come on, spit out. I recently received a Teen Choice Awards, and by that I mean they identified him for a police suspect lineup. There we go. <laughs> well done, man. You got there. Hello. Hello. You're right. I am good. Oh, have fun. Um, let's move on to Johnny because it's equally as bad. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Flashback is an indie wrestler. Many wrestlers look forward to the PWI Awards where they see who finished top. Johnny was recently appeared on a list, but it was sadly the Epstein Island attendees. This is like your favourite topic at the moment, Jamie. It's the only reason I get so many of you on, just so I can read these out. After that, it's just a free-for-all. Okay. I've sort of peaked with you two. I should have done you two last. I think uh, you've peaked with Adam. It's gone downhill now. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Dave from Shooty Toys is here. Dave produces music for our show. It's the only chance you'd have to score. Is sex related joke to anyone? Mm. I originally had that your, <laughs> your partner was nominated for a Pride of Britain award just for being with you, but I figured that'd be too hard. <laughs> um, not too just accurate, though. No, she's mm-hmm. not. She just sounds like a lovely lady. Uh, Rich she's from, patient. She's, she's got to be, yeah. Um, it's <laughs> definitely someone, someone's patient. Uh, yeah. Rich from Action Figure Stutter is here. Rich used to take pictures of sex toys, but only from the shaft down. So he recently won a Nobel Prize. Oh, <laughs> very good. Very good, Jamie. Thanks. Wrote, yeah, those, wrote those in work earlier. <sighs> I'm actually tears in my eyes um, at my own jokes. <laughs> So, yeah, we're doing the, the pointies today where we're going to pick our favourite figure of the year as well as some other subcategories which we've had fun with um, with it. Has everyone had a good year wrestling collecting-wise? Adam? No, if I'm honest. No, good. My, Better my, start my, with my you. favourite year of wrestling collecting. I've kind of just stopped doing it, but it's a mix of money-wise and a very, very flooded market. 
And because I'm an elite collector, Mattel have done me wrong this year with all the re-releases and things. So I need to get my head around where to start again. Maybe just just collect re-releases. No. No, that's fair enough. Johnny, have you had a, a good collecting year? Uh, no. Not at all. No, same reason as Adam. I decided to sell up last year because of all the re-releases from Mattel. Um, a few lines have got me back into it, like Power Town, and I'm gonna maybe have a look at these bigger rubber guys as well. And and of course the the retro releases are still sort of on the horizon. So not as bad as Adam, but yeah, not been a good year. I don't think. Um, before we move on, have any of you other three had a good view collective? Before? Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. There we, there we go. There, the positive three. There we are. There's so much to choose from, right? A crazy amount. It's, it's yeah. yeah. I mean, you can say there's too much, Dan. I think we'll, we'll move to you now because you're you're mental. Um, what's because <laughs> <laughs> you, you collect literally anything? You'll give you money to to anyone that bats their eyelids at you. I I do I do, and it's been a fantastic year because. I mean, you know, the lads aren't wrong in what they're saying about flooded markets, et cetera, et cetera. And I suppose, look, that's the nature of supply and demand and big businesses like Mattel. The, um, on a personal note, very good collecting year because I got some space to put some stuff because everything for the previous three years lived in boxes in a rented house. So it's really satisfying to see, take out stuff and be like, oh, I bought that off, um, Johnny flashback. I had to talk to him. Um, yeah, or or you know, I bought that off out of Blackburn. That was a nice experience. Um, but uh, and it's just fun to see like the journey for the last three years coming together. And yeah, the releases are coming thick and fast, and you have to become a bit more selective, I think, unless you are fucking rich. Um, oh, a lot of not, people not, have. Not, not, not like <laughs> <laughs> Poor lady. Um, um. So yeah, no. Uh, Box office best year ever. Best year ever, Dave. You've you've uh, recently got back in, not it back into the collecting game, but your collections improved quite vastly over twenty twenty three. It has. Um, it's been overwhelming at times, like we've all kind of mirrored here with all of the choice. But yeah, that's um, led to it being easier because I'm not feeling as much of a completionist and cherry picking here and there. But I mean, retros is what I collect. And it's just lovely seeing something that I loved as a kid back so strongly, for the most part. I mean, there's been a lot of hit and miss and a lot of dolly drama, but um, for the the most part, I'm loving how my collection looks now. Yeah, I've got a really good panoramic view of it from where I'm sat now. And it's just, it's beautiful. All these little Hasbro-sized dollies. Love it. We all love our dollies. Um, Rich, as you have a shop, um, have you found there's been like more of a trend with figures in the last year what's sold more than others i think having a shop has led to me perhaps buying less than ever before but i've still got some really nice pieces this year um i think the standard everyone's been pumping out at least some good stuff um jazz wears uh cm punk and mjf the blood and guts is one of my favorite sets of the year, and that's not even on the short list is it i don't think of i think, I think it, it was for jazz wears people didn't Oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's that's definitely my favorite. Yeah, Mattel have done some great stuff. Um, trends, uh, yeah, well, um, the headbangers have, yeah, pretty much sold as much as everything else I've sold put together. Nice, the, the regular 
headbangers. I'm a new shop. I've only been going for like two years or so. But yeah, no, that it's been that's been quite overwhelming. The regular red and blue headbangers yeah, still available, but not that many. That's still available at action figure seller where he likes yeah, to, that's that's where you can get them. It likes but, to include uh, words such as pump and, and pieces, um, yeah. which transfer from his previous job. <laughs> but yeah, re retro sell more than anything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the market, I, the market's still I, I, I would say quality sells as well. They're really good, and they just happen to land in people's hands the same week as Demolition of Barrow's Pain. Yeah. They deserve that breathing time. They didn't get it. Yeah. Yeah, I got all three tag team sets on the exact same day. It was uh, pretty special. But yeah, I think, sadly, the headbangers have been overshadowed a, a little bit. So I'm assuming in a couple of weeks' time, people will take a breath, have a look at what they've got. And then they'll really shine because they deserve it. They're awesome. Yeah, they came out really nicely. Yeah. Well, lucky that was just for over here that they all arrived on the same day. I think uh, mm. our American cousins are still waiting for the epic ones, so they've had a good chance to to breathe over there, which is nice. So let's move on to the first category, shall we? Um, I think there's a category ahead of time to you guys. Uh, we'll go one by one to see what your winner of the category is, give a bit of a reason why for it, and we'll have a look and see what the uh, the listeners picked through our Facebook poll. Uh, let's start with you, Adam. Worst figure of the year. Okay, honourable mentions for Super 7 Andre and for pure rubbishness and the Midnight Express uh, war pack for pure expense and not greatness. Uh, but the worst figure of the year has to be Zabisco. It just has to be. The fact that it is such a simple figure to get right and it turned out looking like it did. The fact that the comments from Zabisco himself, which added to the drama about it, um, and it, it just looks cheap. I, I haven't actually owned one, so I can't say the feel and things like that. Is. But yeah, it, it's got to be Zabisco, hands down. Any particular variant? Oh, I, I don't really do variants. Let's just say the number one. <laughs> Give with the half half red, half white pants because I want the dance holding up. Um, I think no no further things needed on Zabisco from me there. I think it just just the name would have been fine in fairness. Um, Johnny, who was your worst figure of the year? I have mulled it all because there has been some shockers this year. I don't need to say because some of the people might. But I'm going down a different route and I'm going to say it's actually men on a mission variants. By Mitch, um, for the reason that it's just completely putting the finger up to all your buyers by charging double the amount for the same figures that didn't even come in a box, trying to like pull the wool over everyone's eyes with these bags and and then going on to re-release, re-release, upping the price all the time. Yeah, it's just turned away a lot of collectors, including our Daniel, including I think Clark even stopped it with that as well. So. Proper hardcore collectors that are just turning their backs on on the line because of that release, mainly because of that release. I'm uh, I'll, I'll go next. Why not? I'm, I'm hosting. I can pick whatever I want. I'll go uh, smoke train, but I'll go the variant similar to you, um, only because of the cost compared to the original, um, and the fact there's one of a hundred and it's a hundred dollars or whatever it was, um, and it just looked awful. It looked like um, a, a shit took a shit, sadly, and then they added a white waistcoat onto it so it was um yeah that for me same reason as you really apart from just a worse 
figure it overall. Uh, Rich, yeah. who did you go for? Well, I sent you my answers earlier, and that was actually on mine. That was, um, yeah, the San Diego Comic-Con smoke train. Oh, uh, sounds like I read them and just took it as my own answer. <laughs> it actually <laughs> caused me to break my seal on um, zombie sailor toys. Uh, I hadn't bought any of them because I thought they were too expensive, and he, he's not the nicest bloke. And um, I saw how much smoke train was. Uh, I think it was like 140 quid for us in the UK or something like that, right? Thereabouts? Wow. Oh, postage. Yeah, yeah, and I I remember looking. I was like, I could get two boogers for this, so I did, and that was my first zombie sailor um, figure booger, uh, which well, I was a bit disappointed with as well. But yeah, no, it's, it's nowhere near as bad as many figures out there, including. I think they refer to that as a loss leader in the industry, where an item is so expensive it makes the other ones seem more affordable. Is it okay to charge whatever you want as long as you say for the fans by the fans? Is that is that? <laughs> Is that what we're assuming? Say it over and over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's fine. Um, yeah, I was going to suggest that the Shad Bolts charge 300 quid for that DDP um, on Epic, just as long as they put a little disclaimer at the bottom to say that that, that they like the wrestling, then it's fine. Yeah. Um, Daniel, who did you go for? Uh, I went for Larry as well. Because uh, I would have been a fan of Larry, would have been excited by it. I saw the drawing, I was excited for it to come. I was excited for a more niche, if you could get more fucking niche, um, company to come into the space if they were going to do well and they could operate at that scale. We all know what happened. I'm not going to make fun of Sal anymore because I think he needs help, not hassle. Um, Hastel. So yeah. It's pronounced Hastel. The last thing he needs to like Because look, his attitude towards people, it, I've come full circle to feel fully sorry for him and I don't actually find people making fun of him funny anymore because it's not well um so the yeah it was it was all very bad and it was all very bad for collectors and it was all very bad for the entire hobby because I'd imagine it actually turned quite a few people off and away like why would I uh get involved with this like I remember joining some Hasbro groups in 2018 and seeing one guy scam another and then I disappeared until 2020. So, so that kind of thing. And I think there's an opportunity cost for the entire hobby of axing this fuckery. Like, so. Fair and he always, he always put it down to like other companies like ganging up on him as well. But we all, we mm. all collectors, right? So we all supported that line. I ordered seven of them. I imagine you guys yeah. similar. Like I would. And like, look, I said it on the podcast last night. Thanks for listening. The if he was to take any ownership of anything and and improve things, not going to happen. I would be very happy to support him. But he won't take any, he won't take any ownership of anything at any point. Mm. So. No. Um, Dave, who did you go for? Yeah, I'm with Adam and Dan with Larry's Abisco. It was the most high profile of the signings that Rush had. And just everything, like the aftermath, the manufacturing process, it's too tall, it's too pale, it's just covered in paint if it's been like slapped on with a six inch paint roller. And yeah, I mean, you could extend that to Roadblock and Jonah as well, I suppose, but Larry, hands down. Don't worry, because you've got a French angel to look at next year as well. Which is, yeah. They're not out the running for 2024 either. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris, Chris Van Vliet. As well, yeah, it's been 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 a mention of our Chris. Yeah, he showed a, a head off, didn't he? Like an unpainted head. Um, 
But when I, I do that, I get put in prison. That sounds severed ahead. The listeners voted for Smoke Train with 40% of the vote was their winner. Um, there was no specified variant, but uh, everyone said about the standard variant, the looks of it, and, and sort of put a picture up of it as well. So Smoke Train was the winner from the listeners, um, but it sounds like Larry Zabisco was a resounding one in here. So, I mean, let's be honest, it's neither of them. I don't speak for the other lads, but it was the level of disappointment because we actually want new people to enter the space. Yeah, yeah. So, not anymore, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Enough <laughs> now. Um, Why not? Epic-toys.co.uk, um, okay? Um, <laughs> forget the dash. Uh, <laughs> make sure you get to Pros and Tees and buy some stuff of us as well. Uh, next up, guest of the year. Um, Rich, you can't vote for yourself on this, but is there anyone that has appeared on the what? podcast for one or maybe two episodes? Um throughout the year just to that's a little fun one for everyone rich who did you vote for um sal of rush collectibles (laughs) absolutely absolutely my favorite um that was the most anticipated episode i think yeah we could we could we could have done a three-part special on that one i think yeah and you would have had 30 minutes worth of discernible material (laughs) yeah um dan who did you vote for uh I voted for I can't remember, but I think it's not even a vote really, is it? It's just your pick. It's not really a vote uh, voting for them. I think I think it was it was Matt Cardona because it was so exciting to have someone who's actually famous on the podcast and we were so nervous and it's just something we remember for a long time. And we were like if you hear it, like you can hear how nervous the two of us were for the first half an hour and then we kind of eased into the conversation and he was a normal person. Maria. Um and yeah, I, I think because it's something we'll never forget, and something like like something you felt like you achieved just by sitting in a room talking shit with another pervert every Monday night. Like so. <laughs> um, also, that interview that we had, it was just like because I'd argued with him online a bit before, and then he randomly messaged. I'd never spoken to him like properly, and he like DM'd me randomly, just being like, "I'll come on your show. I'll let you know exactly what I think about Epic." And I was like, "Ah, this could go one of two ways." So I was like. We can't turn it down because it's Matt oh, Cardona. We can't oh, turn. So, oh, that, that conversation, like that way, round. Yeah. So Luke and Kate were just, <laughs> just like, look, Matt Cardona's offered to come on the show. Like, what do we do? And obviously, initially, I don't, I don't, they weren't they weren't too thrilled with it. But I think we managed to convince them, be like, that this is good publicity for for yeah. us to to tell your side of the story as well. This is before series two come out. And then the first 20 minutes, half an hour, the internet was so bad at his place, like to a point where we'd ask a question and then it'd be a 15 second delay. And then he yeah. just, yeah, just rifle off all of a sudden and he'd have to wait 15 seconds for us to catch up. So imagine to edit all that out, but the first 25, 30 minutes, you just couldn't like, I was just like, Oh, this is the biggest opportunity that we've had. And we can't fully understand him because the internet's so shit. So after that, it was fine. There was a nice bit where Dan um, explained to him, sort of um, angrily, that Epic hasn't taken anyone's money yet, and that seemed to be a turning point in his whole mm. time towards Epic. Going, still yeah. shits on him occasionally, but the venom is gone. I feel after that realization that ah, oh, they're they're just still trying to fix stuff. They're not. They haven't actively taken anyone's money at that point. 
at that point. And then Dan did his voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. So it took a turn. Um, Shooty, who did you go for? Um, as awesome as Matt and Sal were for bringing ears to the podcasts, personally, uh, Callum, CMW Toys, because he didn't discuss anything he does for Epic. But uh, that episode became such a love letter to wrestling and Rey Mysterio that it just reminded me of why I like wrestling. Because it's it's easy to fall into this hole online when all you see is negativity and bad comments about wrestling. And it was just lovely to hear three people talking about wrestling and loving it. It was just magical. Really, yeah, really liked it. And we mentioned literally nothing. Nothing? Talk about no. <laughs> it, it, it. It just didn't matter. It it was just, yeah, totally. <laughs> He'd love to like hear him again and like discuss what he actually does, but it was just it was just so pu- <laughs> so pure, and it was it was just fantastic. Absolutely loved it. Johnny, who'd you uh, who'd you go for? Um, well, there is somebody in this chat that I was going to pick. Um, I didn't expect him to be here. Actually, it is Richard um, from Actonville Seller. Yeah. Um, I remember back when I listened to the podcast. I remember messaging you and Adam saying how well he come across. I was interested in everything he'd done. And it was just a, a great third man for the podcast and someone you should probably get on as much as you can. Oh. So, well done, Rich. Totally agree. You went, you found out you had a shop, Rich, and now he's trying to butt you up. <laughs> uh, Adam, who did you go for? Uh, yeah, I went just the obvious one with Matt Cardona. Um, there's not much more to add to what you said, other than the fact that um, he didn't need to come on. And he did, and that says a lot about you two, to be honest, the fact that he wanted to come on. Um, whatever his reasons were for, then he's heard of this podcast. He wanted to come on it. Absolutely brilliant. And to be honest, he's done so much for the modern wrestling figure collecting community, whether you like him or whether you dislike him. Um, the fact that you guys had him on is just kudos to you guys. So well done. Yeah, I mean, obviously after we had the interview as well, I think that says how well he thought he came across and how well he how much he enjoyed it because I think he promoted it on his show and said how important the interview was as well as all the major pod socials saying that it was quite an important interview and realistically it was it was essentially us saying on behalf of Epic like let's just make some figures and have some fun which is what we're here for and I think since then we've had sort of calmed down a little bit because everyone was at each other's throats for a good four weeks five weeks I'm not saying that we've um, you know stopped World War Three, but I'm saying we had a good part in it, sort of. Um, but yeah, I, I had uh, there's a few girls. Rich coming on was was seamless in there. Um, it sort of took a very unexpected turn. We figured we found out about the the porn thing. Um, I thought there was sort of a a breath of fresh air. I, I honestly we weren't expecting much because it sounds that harsh, but it was a case that we just thought, oh, well, Rich will come on. We'll talk to Rich about figures. But then when you come on, I was like, yeah, well, that's sort of so interesting to hear your aspect of it and, and what you what you did for Epic and then career-wise as well, what you did. I thought it was really good. Obviously, Cardona as well was a big one. Um, Sal was a great guest, but I'd say even Mitch, we've got about Mitch. Um, but me and the listeners are both in agreement that we think that the Shad Bolts were probably guest of the year. And the reason for it was because the, um, Obviously, they come on our first Epic Toys podcast that we did, which was back in February. And they gave us a nice reveal. It really just kick-started the podcast into people's ears and to sort of introduce us um, as a show to a lot of people. So I thought that sort of really took a really took a turn for us. 
I suppose just sorry as a P as a PPS on the shad bolts part. The few times they've been on, it's been so lovely to see them come out of their shell. I think the listeners can get that from them now, as well. Um, it's just it's been so lovely to see. Yeah, and they can they can pay us for that whenever they want to. They really can. <laughs> yeah, pro wrestling t slash three poa. <laughs> um, but yeah, the listeners also voted for the the shad bolts as well, mainly because I imagine they knew that they would see it. Uh, <laughs> three POA moment of the year. Uh, this could be literally anything that's happened in the last ten months between February and December. Uh, Johnny, let's come to you first. Well, if it wasn't um twenty twenty four, would say your introduction to Dave Adam was was up there. But um, strangely, I went for one of your daft little stories. There's one that really sort of tickled me personally because. I actually could see myself doing this. It's when your Mom. dad gave, oh. the, the, gave your child a Lindemann sweet for the Halloween trick or treat. <laughs> Jakeman's. Jakeman's, that's the one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a big fan of them. I'm just seeing myself doing that. So it was just kind of like something personal has made me chuckle. And I'm sure that, you know, some of them other stories you tell uh, are up there as well. But. Just for me personally, I'll say that. It's essentially a Jamie's trauma podcast with some wrestling figures thrown in sometimes. And uh, yeah. <laughs> the Jake gets you through. Uh, Choi. Yeah, so on Facebook, I actually voted for the Shad Bolts being my favourite guest. So I decided to tie that into my favourite 3 poa moment instead. Like the fact that you guys got the Epic Podcast duties is, for me, the best moment because it's opened up a whole world of like the social media side of collecting because before I heard the first podcast, I listened to the Cella podcast along with like the other three people that listened to that. And I felt like I was in a really tiny bubble of retro collecting. But once I got into your podcast, um, it opened up bigger things on Instagram, bigger things on Facebook. And because of that, I've actually got people that I speak to every single day now, like, who I'm pretty closer to, to, to my actual physical friends. And none of that would have happened without you guys doing this podcast, without Epic handing over the official duties to you. And yeah, it's a bit of a sentimental, soppy one. But for me, that was the moment of the year. You haven't got to cry about it, mate. Um, <laughs> you just I, was, got to... I was glad you came in there because I was like, I don't know how to respond to anything nice like oh, that. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always. Always a joke. It's incredibly humbling to hear literally anyone say that or know that literally anyone listens. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, it's like I listen to this podcast on a Wednesday morning as soon as it drops, either on my way to work or at work, depending on who has the dog walking duties. Um, and yeah, it's just a nice little reminder that you aren't alone in this as an adult collector. And you don't have to be ashamed or feel sad for doing this because there's loads oh, of you do, there. You, you do, you do, you <laughs> do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you, you can embrace it a bit more, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just a lovely little thing that I look forward to every single week. Um, I really do. And I love that I get to help you out with music and stuff. And yeah, it's just it's awesome. Love it. Wednesday mornings are now like one of my favorite days of the week. And also reminds you that it's Wednesday as well. I imagine it's sort of like a, a calendar as well as a show. Yeah, exactly. So um, one dropping on Monday was really confusing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Rich, we've over to you. What did you uh, vote for for your moment of the year? 
there's a few different ones, but I will give a shout out to yeah, your Jamie's bleak family stories, and the bleaker the better. They're very funny. Poor Gary. Yeah. When, the, the bleaker the better, and then when it's sort of dead air for ten seconds, when Dan doesn't know how to respond. <laughs> that's the whole and and personally, when I came on, um, like Johnny just then, uh, I got some good feedback for you guys and from you guys for my appearance, and that was touching and yeah, overwhelming. Don't, yeah, I don't always do stuff like this. I sort of hide away, and yeah, so that was nice. But yeah, it's terrifying being on here, isn't it? <laughs> no, we're fine. We just like to make jokes about <laughs> Adam being identified by THS. It's fine. Yeah, and so we now we've got two perverts from the bushes. <laughs> um, Adam, who did you go for? Uh, I tried to think what made me the most emotive. What I'd, what I'd kind of thought about the most. And I think it was Dan being booted from the uh, from the interview, mm. to be honest. Because honestly, I went through so many different ranges of emotion through that. Very first when you said it, I kind of I almost laughed and thought, what on earth? And then I got a bit angry about it and said and was and was like in my head, I think I even said to you guys, you shouldn't go ahead with it. No, it definitely shouldn't happen. Um you can't ask for that. It's your podcast, nothing to do with him. And then it, it almost became comedic again. And just thinking about like how the different range of emotions that every listener must have felt about that. And obviously then going back to you two and how you handled it in the end, um, even when you were talking about it afterwards um, on the next couple of podcasts. I just thought you handled it really well. Um, and the interview itself went a lot better from your kind of perspective even with very little input from the other side. And I just thought it was a turning point for the podcast. I thought it really raised you up a level. Yeah, I think Dan not being there has probably definitely improved it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there is, uh, just, just on the whole topic, like, and, and I have said it before, like, um, we were way better off because he would have used it as an excuse because I've called him out publicly so much about stuff. And he would have used it as an excuse and he would have tried to goad me into some sort of row and turned off the thing. So we would have got no information as opposed to two and a half hours of weirdness, blaming everyone else, pseudo-racism. Um, so, you know, um, it's and kind of a fascinating sociological thing and the fact that like Jamie was able to kind of keep it together with him for about the two hours. Like, I just know I wouldn't. So we would like... You know, when someone's just like lying and being weird and talking shit and like it's shut the fuck up. <laughs> so like it definitely was now he did it to avoid me, like, you know, and that that's fine. That's fine. Like, you know, we're adults, this is a hobby, this is voluntary for me. Um, so you know, uh like sort of I've always had the the kind of mindset that when I'm part of something I'm not more important than it necessarily, depending on what I'm doing. Like, this is obviously a hobby, but, like, I'm not more I'm not more important than 3POA. Okay, maybe my health is. <laughs> but, like, you know, and then in work and stuff like that, and then when I was doing admin on groups as well, it's like, I'm not more important than the group. I'm not going to use this to enrich myself, as some groups do. So, you know... Uh, that that's kind of how I see it. So it I, it was way better, and in hi hindsight, so twenty twenty on this one because you can say, well, geez, it got more listeners than fucking Matt Cardona. Like, wow, <laughs> almost so, almost double, which is weird. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so what's your moment of the year, Dan? 
Um, it wasn't even on the voting thing. I was just thinking about it today, and I don't even know, did it make the podcast or did you have to edit it off? You won't have to edit this off. But um, early on, um, we were doing a news bit. <laughs> and uh, you said, the the, for the love of wrestling, or for the love of wrestling, it happened. And oh, yeah. I was like, was there any women there? And you said, oh, but look, you couldn't move for lunch there. Like, no, wall to wall. And we both completely broke for a whole minute. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that made the show. It did. <laughs> and uh, like, because I was trying like, and I was thinking about it earlier and it was a toss up between a few things. But then when Adam said what made me most emotive, I was like, that's it. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, that's... No, so I, I almost put that in, but I just couldn't think of the right like term to describe it, if that makes sense. FTLOW plunge, obviously. But then we're interviewing them this week. <laughs> I didn't want to oh, fuck. <laughs> go through the page and be like... Oh. Yeah, so, do any women go? Daniel lasts for half an hour, gets thrown off a second interview. <laughs> um, <laughs> This was it, yeah. First of all, to follow the wrestling, if you haven't seen on the social media, it was a convention in the UK, uh, wall to wall for minge everywhere. You couldn't move for women. <laughs> not, not even weddings, Jamie. Waiters. Fucking waiters, right? Hasn't your, hasn't your voice grown since you've been and it was just us laughing for the next amount of time um very funny very good times uh did make the cap luckily uh i I was in a similar vein with my vote i was gonna go for the uh reading out the cassandra um (laughs) (laughs) uh, mabel's missus um being exclusive but i thought what's the most like thing that I just genuinely enjoyed for the year and I tell you it was a close second was Joey telling us how many people had slept with Beth Phoenix behind his back that was off the fucking oh, air well done Jamie <laughs> no it wasn't not a thing no it was as today um, <laughs> a lot of the time uh, I, I did it was I, like you know when we first got to know Joey I was like why, why is he sent me a picture of Beth Phoenix and then I was like oh Okay. Um, yeah, I, but I'd, um, I mean, he's here, but so I say, I'd say having a new in, uh, intro song for the podcast is probably my favorite part of the year. I think when um, we did it before, when it was just me, Adam, and Johnny, I think uh, we had a we had an intro theme, but it was just like it was non wrestling related. I'm not musically talented in the slightest, so it, it it was it was there. I can't fully remember how it goes, to be honest. I think I made it up on some music app. Or it was just like some generic guitar riff and some other shit. Um, but I think that like having an entrance to that as well as segments, I and mean, we've even got an entrance to the start of the pointies because of Dave. So I'd say that sort of taken it that extra level as well. Um, improved it. So cool. Thank you. Thank you. I really enjoy doing it. It uh, silences the voices in my head that tell us to set by it, stuff. So it saves us paying you. <laughs> Yeah, I, don't do it for me. We can get you on once a year <laughs> to say thanks <laughs> as a payment. Oh, no, yeah, wait, 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 do. Jamie, do we or do we not have twenty four dollars? Uh, no. Ooh. All right, you've stolen it. Okay, oh. stolen it and, and bought crack with it. 
Um, and also as well, I'd, I'd say like just being able to tell stories from my mental past, just to know that it's not me that just finds them funny. Um, it's other people as well. I literally told my I told my dad the other day he'd come around. He dropped off um, Christmas presents, not for me. I didn't get one. But uh, yeah. he, he said he said he forgot. Um, wow. <laughs> he's got so many kids, he just forgets. So I was like, oh, I, that's on the podcast the other week. I, um, I, I was telling everyone about like your like, sort of Gary with two R's and uh, mom and everything. And he went, we can tell him I should fuck your uncle as well. Oh, <laughs> nah, I give that a miss, really, Gary. You know? <laughs> uncle Joe, bless him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my god my godfather he uh owns the cafe in the apprentice that they go to if they lose you know the little apprentice oh apprentice. yeah he's done that and shot my mum so it's... he's your dad's brother now not your mum's own brother no no this is I, my... I, I did not want to ask that it's... <laughs> that was in my head as well <laughs> I live in Cornwall um no no it's like he's, he's my godfather so it's like like dad's old mate which you just call uncle oh yeah, we we we'd be very strict about family lines around that kind of thing. Yeah, as as are we. Respect rose due. Um, next up, wrestling figure company of the year. So this could be anyone that's released a wrestling figure in the whole year. Has uh, Sal swept the board so far? Sal. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, free free POA free POA moment of the year. Um, the, the rush interview one with forty eight percent. Uh, wow. from, the, from the listeners, so so far we're, we're three for three for Rush. Um, no uh, chance making a clean sweep because we've also got a best figure of the year category, sadly, and and a wrestling figure company of the year, which uh, yeah, sadly not. Um, let's who hasn't gone first yet? Rich, I don't think you've gone first yet. Uh, I think I did, but um, it's hard to look <laughs> past Mattel. Um, for me, uh, they've they, I feel like with the emergence of all these other companies doing great things. Um, there's too many to list. Powertown, um, Major Bendy's doing well. Um, yeah. I can't look. I feel like they've stepped up their game. And the yeah. Muhammad Ali set uh, from San Diego Comic Cons, one of the nicer sets I've received. That's one of the ones I got this year. Um, Survivor Series. Uh, yeah. Uh, everything they're doing. Coliseum Collection. Ultimates, yeah, I can't, I can't look. Superstars, too many. They should be the best as well, right? They biggest company with the biggest toy company with the biggest wrestling company. Hey, you're voting for the small guy there. Hold on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's hard. It's hard to look past them for me. No, yeah, that's that's fair. You they, they could be guilty of being a big company and, and producing lackluster stuff, but they're really not. They're, yeah, um, I think it wasn't so many years ago they had a monopoly on it, pretty much, right? They were the only company doing wrestling toys along with figure toys company, pretty much, right? Is that... Yeah, they're the only ones doing good wrestling toys in that sense. Then. <laughs> but I put it out to the floor as you guys have been involved in the wider world of wrestling figure collecting for longer than I. Um, has the ind- uh, emergence of the independence made Mattel better? I think so. I think so. Um, mm. I no. think that NWO retro set was one of the nicest mm. retro sets they pumped out, and I feel like that was in part to all the retro companies. Yeah, I'd I'd say um, yes to some extent, but at the same time, I feel that like the 
hiring of Steve Ozer from a few years ago, that's what's taken it to to the next level. Um, I think they say for the fans, by the fans, but it, it generally feels like that sometimes with Mattel that he'll put out sets that the fans will want. Um, and also the good market employees as well, like that uh, No Holds Barred set from last year of 2022. That got so many people talking compared to some of the other things that you, you've seen around the same time. It's just insane, like how it can make you feel like, oh, I need that set, I need to buy that. And then it sold out instantly. And people were generally upset that they missed out on it, which, yeah, I felt I thought that that's sort of the, the direction that Mattel are going with these exclusives and they're putting so many nice little details into it. So yeah, I'm in agreement with you, Rich. I think Mattel take the crown for me for wrestling figure company of the year. Uh, Johnny has come to you. Yeah, I'm not saying Mattel because sorry, Mattel. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to go for someone that's been consistent throughout the year and they've kind of went from strength to strength and releasing a new line. I'll, I'll, I don't know if it can see a combined with the major bendies and the big rubber guys. Just think those guys kind of like set the bar for how they want to release their own line of figures and they've done exactly what they've set out to do there's been no major complaints from what I've what, what I've heard about these figures or you know major sort of controversies or anything um, Epic Toys have had a great end of year but it's just having you know they, they, they didn't well I'm not saying they didn't do anything at the beginning of the year but there's only been five releases of figures so yeah, worthy shout out, but uh, I will doing... say for the year as a whole, and uh, the major players or whatever you want to call their business. Uh, I think it's just called Major Bendies, I think is the line that covers big rubber guys and major bendies, I believe, only because they've changed the name recently to just vinyl figures rather than bendies. So I don't know whether legally they can't. Um, Adam, uh, yeah, so. Stick with me on this one just before we, we interrupt and groan because right <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick two, but there's a, there's a good reason for okay, it. Okay, right, right. So the first one is somebody who'd been making such high-quality figures for years. So many people in the kind of, in our level of the wrestling figure community have got so much enjoyment because of it. Um, and it's kind of a sentimental one for me. Um, it's a company called TSM Customs, which I, I think deserves a mention on here, uh, which was run by a guy called Tom Jordan. And unfortunately, Tom passed away in June. Um, he actually made the original 3POA lineup uh, of me, Johnny and Jamie. And his work is absolutely phenomenal. And if you get a chance to go on the internet and have a look at TSM Customs, um, I recently got a couple of independent ones from me. Um, which is a guy called Joseph Biggs and a guy called Jay Glow from the Northeast Circuit. Um, and Tom was such a cracking guy. And yeah, just I think he deserves a mention on the pod because he was a big fan of the pod and listened to it. Absolutely. I'm sat here holding my Johnny Flashback figure, which I can't thank you and Tom enough for. It's, it's, it's fantastic. So rest in peace, Tom, and worthy shout out. Yeah, 100%. Uh, obviously, I think. The detail that he put into any figure that he did, also, but more importantly for us anyway, our, our ones that he did for us. Um, because I think now, like, even when I play wrestlers with my son, I'm like, oh, there's a figure of, of me. He has no idea that I'm not a wrestler, but I, I tell him I am anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> but obviously, I think I've, I don't know, it was just before Money in the Bank when he passed, but I remember speaking to you about it and and, and so on. But um, 
be a nice guy. I remember speaking to him quite frequently and obviously thanking him for the figures. Lovely bloke. And see a sad loss for um for the wrestling figure community. And obviously a worthy added to the list. And the other one for me is kind of I've got to think again, like the other category, about the one that got me most excited this year. And there was only one company that I really felt excited about. You know, I could go in Smith's and look at Mattel and I just, it wouldn't bring anything back to me. I could walk out of Smith's and not buy a figure. And I haven't done that for quite a while. Mm. Um, but the one that really excited me, even though there's not been that many figures produced with Powertown, um, I just thought they came from absolutely nowhere and nobody really expected the figures to be as good as they are for the first series. And obviously right at the end of the year, we got the the kind of lead into the second series, um, which again, you know, you Wahoo McDaniel and um, Dory Funk Jr., Junkyard Dog, Kamala. I'm so excited for series two. Um, so yeah, they get my vote for company of the year. Yeah, uh, I think Powertown, they, they have sort of come out of nowhere. They stayed relatively drama-free, I guess, would be the term you'd use. Uh, they had a bit of issues with the legs breaking off, I think, at the start, allegedly, but no one really knows where those figures have gone that were apparently broken, uh, the legs breaking off. And they went and fixed them, and the turnaround time from there was a few months onwards. Uh, interesting to see where they go. They've announced the Remco line recently, uh, so I think they're going to be quite high up on the list next year as well, you'd imagine. Um, Dave? Uh, because I only just collect retros, I feel somewhat like, ignorant and not in a negative way, but quite like dismissive of other lines. I think it's just to save my wallet, to be fair. Like I see all these beautiful figures from Mattel and I don't have the space or the money. So yeah, I just do retros. Uh, I would have to pick Epic just because of that like Rocky Balboa underdog story of turning Chill around. And I know that started in 2022 by getting Haystacks and Daddy into people's hands. But I think just that continued growth and turnaround, it's just a full 180 on everything from the quality of the figures, the customer service. Yeah, they're just they're the ideal company for me. They're giving me the, the, the figures that I want. And it could have all quite easily went down the pan. And they've got a team of people working there who haven't let that happen. And it's a lot of hard work and a lot of money. So, yeah, I just really admire them. They're not here. I know. You haven't got to pretend. Yeah, yeah. That's a fair point. That um, sorry, Jamie. Um, because right. I, I did say I was quite dismissive of them only releasing five figures, but now that Dave said that, I, it gets you thinking about how much they have actually accomplished this year in terms of cleaning up the cello mess and even releasing mm. the last remnants of the cello line. Um, yeah, so a massive shout out to them for doing that. And actually, I'll change my pick to to Epic as well. Oh, there you go. You convinced Johnny. Yeah, um, yeah, I think getting rid of the cello smeller was definitely probably the, the hardest thing that they could have done. Um, obviously, they did release Al Snow, I believe, come out this year. Gangrel, technically, is from them as well. Um, Dynamite Kid come out in January. So I think that was their initial plan. I don't know what the how much we could say, but I, I know that there were some things that weren't paid for in the factory, which was holding up a lot of the things on the back end that were actually just sat in the factory, i.e. the haystacks, the big daddies and so on, um, that the previous owner just didn't do. So I think that was the first mission was to get those things sorted and then shipped out to the customers who had waited uh, already too long at that point. Um, and then obviously you look at the Joey figures that come out as well, which are technically from 
from Epic. Um, the what, six variants they had in total. So it, it's been a, a good year. It's just been a year of an uphill battle. They've essentially started on a, on a minus and then trying to make their way up. Hefty minus, yeah. Oh, what? A hefty minus. A hefty, yeah. But it's basically like the Everton of um, of the rest of the figure world, if any football fans are out there. Dan, who'd you go for? Uh, Epic Toys. Uh, I have nothing to... No, it, for <laughs> almost dead level, the reasons was Johnny and Dave. Um, but also I see behind the curtain and see the people and how much... They want it, and their motivations. I don't know if they like me talking about this, but fuck it. Uh, you pay for the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, their motivation, obviously, you have to make a living. But their motivation is, like, Kate said it on here. I do not want to release shit to people. And talking to her literally every day, she means it. Like, you know, and, uh, you know, she gets... The two of them get so like they, and they concentrate on the negative and all that and that and it kind of motivates them and pushes them on and like kind of going up the hill for twenty twenty three and getting that powers of pain demolition Greg Valentine was was a moment of catharsis for us by proxy like um just from seeing what they went through like financially emotionally work wise literal literal graft wise um to pick up the husk of Chella that financially it wouldn't have been worth it. Um, bar, say, for continuity, saving the contracts, saving the fucking hobby as well to a degree. Like, I know I was moaning about it with another company there, but this kind of clap claptrap that, that they picked up from is a hobby putter off earth. So um, Epic Toys get my vote and I'll probably be more level and less biased for 2024. Yeah, they also doesn't mean that they're going to like you more over me. <laughs> I think FC deserve a bit of that same respect as well because they also yeah. picked up a lot of Chelemes and fixed it. And um, yeah. while like Luna and Chelsea Green... They're nice figures. It's a little bit too small and a little bit too like thin, but the yeah, headbands are awesome. Scale, but there's nothing yeah. wrong with them at yeah. all, actually. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Luna is amazing, just tiny. I was going to say honourable mention to FC Toys. I'm glad you've said it because it would have sound biased coming from me. <laughs> and I found oh, yeah. them. Um, Where did you get? Yeah, they just. I don't think there's been enough from them. But the, what mm. what we have seen, FV headbangers. And the bone crushers we've seen in hand, I, I think they're all of a, of a high quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, there you, was you, one by and 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 FC Toys in the UK and the EU, Rich. Sorry, where would one yeah. buy <laughs> FC Toys? Oh, eBay. Yeah, no, if, if you're interested, actionfigureseller.com. <laughs> seller <laughs> like wine seller. <laughs> uh, head there. Um, but yeah, obviously, I'll yeah, mention to them because obviously you do sort of realise that. They had the same thing as 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 Epic did with the Blue Mini, especially because the pre order for that was January twenty twenty two originally on the Cello website, um, and then the figure actually came out in what April this year, May this year. Rich, I had the prototypes at for the love of wrestling. When was that? And they weren't in hand then. The actual figure, so it wasn't long after. That was in April. Yeah, so we're talking. Yeah. In hand, May, I think. Yeah, that's the time I was going off. I remember seeing um, pictures of them from from Love and Wrestling, but they weren't 
too long after that. So, um, yeah, they had the same same issues, so an uphill battle. But um, I'll mention to those there. Um, and the listeners voted for Midtown as well, thirty four percent of the vote. I believe Epic were a close second with that. So they sort of mirror what we're saying. Which is nice of them. Um, let's move on to the main event, Shuri, the um the figures of the year. So we had heats going into it. So there was each category was either represented by a figure or a line within the figure, as well as an other. And then it also added in a since the category, since category, that makes sense probably. Of figures that have been released since the uh, the category went up, uh, the winners of each category at the time. So the Ultimate Edition Survivor Series, Gobbledygook and Undertaker won the Mattel Elite and uh, Ultimate set. Sunny uh, Comic Con Sting won the AEW Jazzwares. Hall and Nash Two Pack won the Retro slash Superstars Heat. Uh, Raven won the Zombie Sailor Toys. British Baller won the Major Bendies. Mabel won the Grappers and Gimmicks. Haku won the Chella uh, or Epic Toys. Brody won the other. Uh, I think he drew uh, Brody and Ultimate Dragon from Boss Fight drew with uh, each other on that one. So Brody from Power Town and Powers of Pain won the since category because it was re- released in December. So yeah, what I've asked you guys to do is sort of like a Eurovision Song Contest style voting. So give uh, yes. third, second, and first. Hello, Cornwall, Dublin calling. We've really I'm so enjoyed. glad Eurovision got a mention here because it's what I felt like. The only way I thought that it was fair doing it. So what we do is uh, third place got one point, second place gets three points, and first place gets five points. And we'll add them all up at the end to see which figure has won the figure of the year. Um, how would you guys prefer to do it? Would you prefer to do it, all of us do third in a row? So we'll take our turns in our third, or would you prefer to go three, two, one? Three, two, one. So let's so have a vote. Everyone wants to go third, like third, second, and then first, all in unison. Vote now. Three, two, one. Just hands yeah, up. Three, two, one. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> all right, Johnny, who have, you, who have you gone for for your three, two, one? Um, third place because, um, only because if Nash wasn't great, but Hall was uh, excellent, so I'll, I'll say third place to that. Um, second place, even though I've I have went on a bit about Mattel, but the Gobbledygook release was pretty special, so that and first place, Powers of Pain, just because we know how good it is. Powers of Pain with the five points. Let's move on, let's go. Down to Dave. Hello, Cornwall. Gated Colin. <laughs> I'm, uh, ha- yeah. I'm gonna hang up on you because <laughs> the reverse charge call you cheap pieces of shit. <laughs> I put way too much thought into this, so I'm glad I'm just gonna like blast through them. Third place, uh, grapples and gimmicks, Mabel. Second place, zombie raven, and first place, powers of pain. Zombie Waven, first place, powers of pain. To the 10 points. Hello, Tully Moore. Hello, Cornwall. Tully Moore here. We've really enjoyed the show. Uh, so far, here are the votes. Here are the votes from the Tully Moore. Well, you're speaking a different accent. I wasn't doing okay. the accent. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't did, do, don't I do, did the do it to Mac Cardona. I won't fucking do it to you. Um, <laughs> the very retro bias. I appreciate that honourable mention to Gobbledy Uger set, but I've never seen it in hand, so I didn't feel like I could vote for it. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, 
Colin Nash is number three, Raven number two, and only barely, and Powers of Pain number one. Honourable mention to Mabel, who definitely would have cracked that list if his paint didn't crack. Mm. Um, was that Powers of Pain number one, did you say? Yeah. yeah. Just, they're just like knife edging. Oh, they get no, they're getting no extra points for... Uh, I know, I'm just saying. For, for just barely, barely or not. Um, hello in the cellar. The action figure seller. Oh, is. hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm here. I'm here. I've got third place, Hall and Nash. Like a few others. I've got second place, Powers of Pain. And I've got first place, uh, Blood and Guts, CM Punk, MJF. Well, that's what it should have been. Um, but from the list, I've got <laughs> Ultimate, Ultimate Survivor Series, Gooku and Undertaker. I'm shocked that the MGF punk isn't isn't there. Hey, don't blame me, mate. Did, 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 you, did you vote for it, Rich? I think I did. I think I did. That's a lie, because I didn't actually put it on there. So... Oh. Oh. <laughs> no, I did already as well. Um, hello up in Richmond. Hi. I'm not doing this. Um... <laughs> Your little sausage. Um, right, straight in. Uh, third, should have been first, but it wasn't quite right, was Raven from Zombie uh, Sailor. Second was Simple Done Greatly, which is Brody from Power Town. And first is Very Difficult Done Greatly, which is Powers of Pain. By Epic. Powers of Pain, epic. Um, I feel that my vote's going to be an anomaly here. But um, in third place, I went <laughs> with the Guka set. Survivor series, I thought it was very well done, very sexy, very nice packaging. Um, in at number two, I went with Raven Zombie Sailor for the same reason that I'm sure you guys did. It looks very sexy, but when you take the jacket off, little diddy legs looks like the um Lorraine Kelly from Bow Selector. Um, and number one was Powers of Pain because they're just so bloody lovely. And then sweep almost. Almost someone put them in second. Fuck you. Johnny. <laughs> um, so let's tally up the votes. So uh, in third place with a total of nine points is the Ultimate Survivor Series, Gobbledygooker and the Undertaker set. They'll be bloody happy with that. I'm delighted. I don't know how nervous they were before. Mark Calloway shooting guns into the air. At- <laughs> I demand a retail. Uh, in at number two is Raven from Zombie Sailor Toys. Uh, you got 10 points and never more. You'll be shooting no other stuff anyway. Go on. And <laughs> uh, at number one, with a total of 28 points, is the Powers of Pain who have taken it home um, to claim victory, the last entrance in the list uh is it biased because um we're sponsored by epic toys no because some people on here aren't so unlucky but congratulations to powers of pain and to epic toys they really are probably the best figures of the year that i've had in hand anyway it's very very difficult to not be biased i like hearing other people's opinions people like slagging epic off on the internet and like nobody nobody anywhere Slides off powers of pain, so that's how I know because I'm so biased myself. Right? Fair, that's fair. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, it's just been a, a good year for figures 2023, a solid year. 2024, I think it's going to be a, a solid year 
uh, Minika's rush have left. Um, any, final, <laughs> any final thoughts from you guys before we round the episode off? Anything I have missed? Yeah, we're right, aren't we? Yeah, yeah we're all good. We're all good. Um, I got Cliff Richard to sing the outro in Eurovision style. Uh, but Rich, thank you for, for coming up from the cellar to join us for this monumental award show. You can uh, take your tucks off now. Oh, thanks for having me. Right, anytime. Well, I'll have to get you back on uh, this year, I guess. Will be the t- <laughs> um, Adam, thank you as well for joining us. It's been a, a pleasure as per. Thank you very much. I'll see you up for the love of wrestling. You will. Uh, as a little plug for that interview, should be out on Friday of this week um, for anyone wants to listen to the Flow of Wrestling interview between me, Dan, and the people that do the convention. Johnny Flashback, um, thank you for your time. You had an Ironman match last week. You don't look tired for it. Oh, yes. Um, I went very quickly. Surprisingly, you think a 30-minute match would just take forever, but once you're in there, it's all like zoom past. But, yeah, Wasn't most of it you being pinned? <laughs> what? Wasn't most of it you being pinned? Um... I only got pinned twice, not once. Hey, if you want to talk to anyone about being pinned for 30 minutes, Rich is right there. Did you win, Johnny? Um, no, I did not. I got B3-2. Oh, no, see, what's really annoyed me about Iron Man matches over the years is why would you not just go into an Iron Man match, w- waffle your opponent with an iron bar, take the one DQ and pin him five times? Because we're not absolute scumbags like you are, Daniel. In a ladder match, why don't you just climb the ladder to start with and get the belt from the top? Leave us some Dave, thank you for doing the music and thank you for joining us as well. Thank you for asking me. I appreciate it. Does yeah. that that we're getting three episodes this week? <laughs> it does. I am going to be red raw. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Pitching a tent in the shooting house. Um, yeah. And Dan, let's, let's, let's give it a whirl. Yeah, getting fairly sick here, which is doing it for this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, figure of the year, Powers of Pain. Congratulations. I'll both be absolutely delighted. Uncle Terry and Auntie Barb. I love it. They will. They'll be so happy. They'll be so happy. But uh, lads, thanks for your time. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.